Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Anybody know what happens at Faith School? <laughs> Let's all say it together. My spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. There's much to learn about walking with God. The scripture said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So when you're born again, you're not fully developed. You're not a spiritual adult. You're a spiritual baby. And so there's a lot to learn. Did you know the Bible said that uh, even Jesus, he grew in uh, wisdom and stature. He grew it's an interesting thing that the Word had to learn the Word because he really did become a man and laid aside his mighty weight and power and glory. So there is development in the things of God. There, there is growth if you're fed the right things and follow him. So get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us and let's grow some more today. Father, all of us agree together is touching this, asking for your anointing, your utterance. Open our eyes and help us to see you and help us to see truth and right and good and by contrast, what is not good and help us to see what is you and what is not you and, and what is truth and what is just men's ideas and uh, religion that's not of you. Give us this, the ability to discern and to distinguish and our answers for today we ask. And we, uh, we purpose to walk in the light of it and give you the glory for the results of it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you would go with, go with me to our text here in Hebrews third chapter, in our series that we've been calling Overcoming Unbelief. Hebrews 3, 7 says, As the Holy Spirit says today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said they do always err in their heart, they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. If you would go back with me to Numbers 16, we, we have been studying what happened with them, that first generation of Israelites that God delivered out of Egyptian slavery. 
starting at the Red Sea, ending up in Numbers 14 there with uh, Kadesh Barnea, there were 10, uh, one through 10 major incidents where they hardened their heart and refused to believe. And actually, even after they were told, okay, what you've been saying is what's going to happen to you. You're going to get what you said. You're going to die in the wilderness. Uh, there were opportunities. They could have trusted God even after that. There's five more incidents recorded there in, in numbers and past that that um, they, they kept doing the same thing. They were definitely in stuck in a rut of wrong response, unbelief, arguing, not listening. And so the scripture gives them to us as an example of not to do. Don't be like that, he said. So go with me to number 16. This is the 11th event, if you will, of what has happened in these 15 that we're studying. It says, Korah, verse 1, 16, 1 of Numbers, Korah, son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and they said to them, You take too much on you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord's among them. Wherefore or why then do you lift up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? We've talked about characteristics of unbelief, and it's important to, to know this so that you detect it if you're being pulled that way or tempted that way. Uh, and, and online, there, uh, there's a handout that, that shows characteristics or symptoms of unbelief, and it's free. You can find that if you, if you look at the homepage there on uh, faithschool.org. And we go through a list that comes from these incidents. For instance, the first time there at the Red Sea, they panicked. Fear is an indication of unbelief. They just panicked and they looked back to Egypt. Looking back is a characteristic of unbelief. They blamed Moses, blaming other people. They were unthankful. They were disrespectful. And you see, this, happened, this kind of thing happened more than once. It just kind of came to a real head here. Rebellion is a characteristic of unbelief. And they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. That was a product of them rebelling against God. That's why they were doing it. Because they're refusing God's choice for them because they're refusing God's will for them and the plan. Um, if you go back and look, remember he, he told them, uh, go forward, you know, to go through the Red Sea. And they said, no, no, we got to go back. And then, you know, he told them when the manna, when he gave them the manna, he said, don't save the manna. What'd they do? They saved the manna. Then he said, don't go out on the Sabbath day and gather the manna. So what'd they do? They went out on the Sabbath day and gathered the manna. And I mean, thing after thing like that, he'd say, don't do it. And they'd do it. He'd say, do it. And so they wouldn't do it. Contrary, obstinate, won't listen. 
Now, this is not just something happened long ago. You think this kind of thing still with us today? Oh, it is. That's why he keeps warning us in the New Testament, don't let this happen to you. Don't be argumentative. Don't be defiant and rebellious because where does that come from? That comes from God's enemy. The one who tried to exalt himself above the stars and the throne of God, Satan, Lucifer, he's the one that convinced other angels to follow him and instigated a rebellion. And God hates it. He hates it. You don't want to be anywhere around it. But can you see, even going back to the garden, all the way to Adam and Eve, what's the enemy doing whispering through the serpent? I'm going to paraphrase. Don't listen to God. No, that's not right. Don't do what he said. Do this. Right? Instigating rebellion. Trying to influence defiance. And it is absolutely hateful. It is devilish. It is against God. And uh, you'll see that uh, they are trying to put themselves forward. It's the same thing. And there are different, the enemy has been doing the same thing ever since he lost and fell. Influencing humanity, it goes over and over and over. That's what so many wars are fought over. It's trying to take over, trying to get control, uh, defiance and and rebellion. Say it out loud, I refuse refuse to be like the devil. To be be a rebel. To be be rebellious. rebellious. Disrespectful. Defiant. Disobedient. disobedient. I will not be this way way with my God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When it comes to your God, what should you do? You should be submissive. We should be respectful. Is that right? We should be responsive and obedient. Obedient. The Bible talks about in the New Testament the obedience of faith. Just like unbelief is disobedient, faith is obedient, and it takes faith to obey. Right? When the Lord tells you, go ahead and take that, I've given it to you, and you look at it and you go, man, I don't see how. But (laughs) if you said I can, then I can. It takes faith, doesn't it? It takes faith to go obey. And to go where he tells you to go and step out to do what he tells you to do when you can't see how. But that's when you're going to see miracles when you do obey. But they have a full-on rebellion against Moses and Aaron. And their intent is to remove them and replace them. And uh, we see that Moses, the Bible said in verse 4, when he heard it, He fell on his face. And if you skip down a little bit, he said, verse 8, Moses said to Korah, Here I pray you, you sons of Levi, seemeth it but a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister to them? And he's brought you near to him and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you. And seek ye the priesthood also. See, just like the enemy had been given all kind of amazing things, and yet it wasn't enough. He he wants the throne. 
Well, God had given the Levites special place. You know, in, in the ministry, there was Aaron and his family, the priests. And then there were the Levites that were, we call them helps ministry today. But they were involved in the uh, uh, set up and tear down and, and handling of the holy furniture. And they were involved even in music and, and praise and, and a number of things. But here he's saying, you're after the priesthood. You're just trying to take, you don't appreciate what God's given you. You, you, you think you want something else. And so he said, you're after the priesthood. That's, that's why you're doing that. Verse, uh, verse 11, he says, for which cause both you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. He said, that's why you're doing this. It's because you're, you're after the leadership. And see, that's dishonesty because you back up to uh, verse 3. They said against Moses and Aaron, you take too much on you. Uh, some half a dozen different translations word it like this, you go too far. You've gone too far. Now they're telling Moses and Aaron, they've gone too far. You've gone too far, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord's among them. Then why do you lift up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? Why do you think you're in charge? Who said you can lead and tell us what to do? Because all of us are holy. But see, when you get down to verse uh, 11, the Spirit of God through Moses is saying, no, it's not that you want everybody to be equal. You want to be in charge. You want the priesthood. Huh? And see, this is the lie in all of socialism all of communism, all of this, oh, we're just all going to be equal and we're just all going to work together. They're lying to you. I said, they're lying to you. They want to remove leadership so they can be in charge. No, it's not going to be a democracy. It's not going to be any equal anything. They're going to take, 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 take and rule and crush because it's the evil one behind it. And he has done the same thing in every generation, every generation. Now, uh, they are speaking against God's anointed and God's choice. And they don't realize it, but they are hours away from perishing from the earth when they are saying this. They are a day away from their life being over and them being judged. That's why Moses, verse 4, fell on his face. He knows how serious this is. He knows how, how close they are to being judged and dying. And over and over, he has pled for these people. He has interceded for these people. And this is, how, this is the respect they show him. Now, there's already been cases like this that they should have learned from. And like all the other things, they didn't. You know, it's, that, that's the definition of a fool. You, you've seen the same results from missing it and making mistakes and disobeying it, what, 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, and still go do the same dumb thing, right? Didn't learn. That's being a fool. Say it out loud, Lord, Lord I don't want to be a fool. 
Help me not to be a fool. Help me to realize past mistakes so that I don't repeat them and be aware. I ask it in Jesus' name. Go back to the 12th chapter and see that a similar situation happened with uh, Moses' own brother and sister. Numbers um, 12 and 1. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. Isn't that what Korah and his bunch did? Came against them, spoke against them. They spoke against him because of the Ethiopian woman, or Cushite woman, whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they didn't like it. For whatever reason, it was. And this is what they said in verse 2. They said, has the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hadn't he spoken by us too? Aaron, Aaron says, yeah, you know, God uses me all the time. I'm the one a lot of times doing the talking. And Miriam says, yeah, don't you know how God came on me and I played the tambourine and prophesied? God uses us. God uses us too. You know, there's a, there's a modern term for that. Speaking truth to power. You ever heard that? Speaking truth to power or authority. A number of people think that's a good thing. It's rebellious. It's disrespectful. It's unthankful. And when you're talking about the things of God and the people of God and the called and chosen of God, it's serious. God takes it seriously. The Bible said God heard it. The Lord heard what Aaron and Miriam said uh, against Moses. He heard it. Does God hear what you say? Yes. Yeah, he does. And he didn't like it. And he said, the Lord heard it. Verse 3 says, now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were on the face of the earth. There was not another man on the planet in his generation, that was more humble and meek than Moses. I had the Lord years ago, actually when I was a boy, he pointed that out to me. He's, I don't mean to heard a voice, but inside me when I read it, he said, did you notice Moses was the meekest man in his generation? I thought, yeah, I see that. He said, do you also realize he's the most used man of me in his generation? Is there a connection Obviously. You know, Jesus said that, didn't he? Come and learn of me. I am meek and lowly of heart. Do you think Jesus was the meekest man in his generation and in any generation? Huh? And is he the most used man in his generation and any generation? No question. And remember the Bible talks about God resists the proud. They don't get help. They get resisted. But he gives grace to the humble, to the meek. The meek get help. The meek get the strength. They get the favor. They get the support. They get the revelation. They get it all. Hallelujah. And Moses was that kind of man. And verse 4, the Lord spoke suddenly to Moses and Aaron and Miriam. And he said, Come, you three, to the tabernacle of the congregation. 
That sounds like you're in trouble. Is that right? Come, you three come here now. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. Aaron, Miriam, come here. Step right here. You know, it would have been a good time for them to just start repenting. Is that right? Just, would, would it have been a good idea if they had just hit their knees and said, oh, Lord, <laughs> we're sorry. Uh, but they didn't. And he said, hear now my words. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him. I'll speak to him in a vision. I'll speak to him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so. And he's faithful in all my house with him. In other words, I don't talk to him like I talk to prophets. I don't just give him visions and dreams. I talk to him mouth to mouth. And he sees, you know, the, the form of God. Not in dark speeches, but apparently, openly. The similitude of the Lord, he beholds. He saw the form of God. Now, he couldn't just see the face of God. Remember, he, after experiencing some of that, he wanted more. He said, Lord, show me your glory. I want to, you know, move the cloud out of the way. Let me see the foot. And the Lord said, I can't. You can't take it. No, no man can see me. He said, I'll, I'll pass by you and you can see some back parts. That's as much as you can take, boy. <laughs> But the Lord is saying to Miriam, uh, his sister, Aaron, his brother, and, and this is something we all need to remember. See, it's easy to judge those you're familiar with after the flesh. I know them. It's Baba. Right? It's my brother. Right? I know him. Of course, Marion could have said, yeah, you know, if I hadn't pulled him, if I hadn't been there when they pulled him out of the river in that basket and told him, you know, where his mom was, I mean, he, he wouldn't even be alive. The crocodile would have got him. <laughs> and Aaron could have said, yeah, you know, and he's not a good speaker. And, and if, I would, if I didn't do all the talking, nothing would get done. <laughs> See, what am I saying? Did Miriam and Aaron... Got to feeling herself too much. Is that right? And failed to realize who their brother was. Over familiar. Too over familiar with him after the flesh. That's just Moses. I don't know, they probably called him Mo. <laughs> you know, right? They grew up. They're brother and sister. They're family. That's just that's just Mo. No. No, that's Moses, called of God, anointed of God. God talks to him face to face. That should be respected. He said, uh, uh, why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Now, do you see why I'm reading this? Uh, should Korah and that bunch have learned from this? Because see, this just happened a few chapters earlier in the record. I mean, everybody knew about this. Why? Because the Bible said the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he left. And when the cloud left, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. Well, it's a death sentence. And immediately 
You know, Aaron said to Moses, Alas, my Lord, lay not my, this sin upon us. We've done foolishly. We have sinned. And that's the best thing he said all day. Is that right? Because that's how you get help. It, 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 see, we talked about this. When you see you've missed it, you go one of two ways. You'll either humble yourself and repent, or you'll harden yourself and resist. Thank God he's not hardening himself. Aaron knows it's time to repent. It's time to get serious about this. And um, so Moses cried out to the Lord and said, Healer now, God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said, well, you need to put her out for a few days. Let her think about this. And, and they did. And um, thank God she was healed. And they were able to bring her back into the you know, fellowship with everybody. And they went on with their travels. But you, you know that got around through the camp. Right? Everybody knew that. And what happened? It's because uh, Aaron and Miriam spoke against Moses. And God took it personally. And he said, why weren't you afraid to speak like that against my servant? Why, why didn't you have any respect? And what you see is, we're still talking about unbelief. Unbelief has no fear of God. Faith does. Now, fear of God includes, it includes fear, but it also includes reverence. Reverence, respect. See, are they, uh, are they disrespecting Moses by speaking up and saying, they didn't like who he married? Well, the man talks to God on a regular basis, Right? <laughs> I reckon if him and God's okay with it, you should keep your mouth shut. Is that right? You should have nothing to say about this. He talks to God regularly. But see, no, res no respect, no reverence. His sister thought, well, I'm going to tell him what to do. I'm going to straighten him up. And, and Aaron said, me too. He didn't ask us. He didn't get permission from us before he married this woman. And God talks to us. God uses us. Not as much as you think. <laughs> you don't know God as much as you think. Or you wouldn't be talking like this. You wouldn't be doing this. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm taking time to read this is because that's chapter 12. Now in chapter 16, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, these guys didn't learn a thing. Here they are gathering the whole congregation with 250 princes. They got a full-blown rebellion here. And they're saying... Moses, Aaron, who do you think you are? You have gone too far. God uses all of us. All of us are holy. God uses us. And I'm telling you, they didn't realize, but they were hours away from them and all their family and all their stuff being destroyed from off the earth. Said out loud, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. to see this rebellion. And never yield to it. Never be a part of this evil, devilish defiance, disrespect. I honor you. I fear before the Lord. And I reverence your holy name. Show me how to give full respect and full honor to you and to those to whom it is due. Praise God. Well, our time's up again today. Come back. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I 
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.